0: or you can find us at our website, MedoraChurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. That are out, we're glad that you are here, but we miss those every time when they are not able to be here. I'm going to a very familiar story that even the world knows, but it's packed with some great truths, illustrations, precepts, and principles, and that is the story of David and Goliath. Amen. 1 Samuel 17. We're going to be reading several verses here, so hang, hang, hang with me if you would, please. 1 Samuel 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shokoth, that belongeth to Judah, and they pitched between Shokoth and Azekah, in Demon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. Somebody say it's a battle. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And he weighed, and the weight of the coat of mail was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had graves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. He was decked out with armor. One that bared a shield went before him. And he stood and cried in the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out? to set your battle in array. Am I not a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We are praying, God, that you would help us in this message. I need your strength today. I need your voice. I pray, God, that you would anoint, Lord, the word through us and to us God, I pray today that it would be a blessing and an inspiration. God, and help us to do it in a way that glorifies you. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Amen. When the battle is over, hallelujah. When the battle is over, God bless you. Turn around and shake somebody's hand before you're seated in this place. You're familiar with this story. You're familiar with the battle scene. Here we find that the enemies of Israel had set themselves up to do battle, and Israel had set themselves up to do battle. The stakes are high. The stakes are high because the Philistine had set the perimeter that, give me a man, and if he wins, we'll be your servants, but if I win, you're going to be my servant. He was cocky enough and proud enough and had a record enough to be able to say something like that to tell the Israelites that that I got you. I got you. Amen. And then we find that in the middle of this battle, in the middle of this fight, in the middle of this talking back and forth, in the middle of all that is going on, a young man by the name of David enters into the scene bringing Bread and cheese to his brothers and to the army. I pick up the reading of verse 22. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper and of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words. And David heard them, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man? Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel, he has come up and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. That means that the family would no longer have to pay taxes. Anybody that would beat Goliath gets riches. The daughter of the king and his family is tax-free. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, He did not ask what size Goliath is. He did not ask what is going on with Goliath. He did not point to Goliath, but rather he pointed to the end when he said, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and take away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. He's going to have great riches. He will have the king's daughter, and his family will be tax-free. So the stage is set, and the goal is also proclaimed. When the battle's over, there's either one option. Either we are going to be a servant to the Philistines, or they're going to be a servant to us. Can I tell you today, the battle that you are fighting, the battle that you are facing, the outcome will be either you will be a servant of God, or you're going to be a servant of the enemy. Amen. But today, there's victory on the scene, and I've come to ask the question, what happens when the battle is over? We find the battle before us, we've got... David and Goliath, we've got big versus little, we've got warrior against shepherd, we've got a grizzled champion experienced, and a novice pimple-faced teenager that is going to go after each other, amen. And so it's very interesting to me that the scriptures wanted us to know the details of all that Goliath was, Goliath. From his, the word Goliath itself means to divest or to denude, in a sense, to disgrace to cause a disgrace upon someone. His name is even intimidating. Goliath is the one who beats you, then leaves you in shame and disgrace. Amen. Come against this champion, and you'll leave disgraced. It reminds me of some crazy uh, WWF, uh, whatever they call them, that, those fake wrestlers. Sorry to burst somebody's bubble, but they're fake Amen, they come out with all their garb and they have their signs and they got their, all their statements and everything like that and they all just go after each other. Well, here's Goliath and here's his size. Amen, whose height was six cubits and a span. A cubit equals around 18 inches. So he was somewhere but around nine feet, nine inches tall. That's a big man. That's a giant if you please. His armor, he had a helmet on his head and and he's armed with a coat of mail, amen, uh, from uh, from plates of brass that overlapped each other uh, like the scales of a fish or tiles on a house. He was covered with the coat of mail. The coat of mail also covered uh, from his shoulders to his knee, weighing 5,000 shekels of brass. That puts that coat of mail somewhere somewhere. Under 200 pounds. He's got this on him and he's carrying it. He's a big and bad dude. He's got brass on his legs. He's got a target of brass between his shoulders. Some type of shield that was used as a weapon would be upon his shoulder. He had a staff. The size of that staff and his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed six hundred shekels of iron. Just the head of that thing weighed around twenty-five pounds. It'd take a man to throw that. It'd take a giant to throw that. So he—he's—he's he's got a name. He's got the size. He's got the armor. He's got the weapons, and he has the reputation. He was known as the champion. The Bible called him a champion. It is a unique word, meaning the man in the middle. He is a hired gun. He's an assassin, if you please, standing in opposition from Israel's victory. Standing between where they are and where they want to be. I've come to tell you today that there is a giant standing between you and your victory. Standing between you and your promise. There is a champion, a hired gun from hell that is coming come to intimidate he's come to intimidate with his size he's come to intimidate with his armor he's come to intimidate with his weapon and his reputation he's coming to intimidate with a persistent continual voice day and night for 40 days shouting out amen and declaring that I'm going to beat you I'm going to defeat you there is a devil today that is standing before the church that is saying day and night you're going under. Amen, the church is falling apart. There are a lot of people leaving. Look how bad of a shape the church is. But I've come to tell you, it's not about the size. It's not about how he is. It's not about how big and bad he is. Amen, it's about who's on the Lord's side. Who is on the Lord's side today? In verse 8, it says, And he stood and cried and the armies of Israel and said, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man and let him come down to me. Pick you out your champion. Pick out your man. And if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. The word defy means to taunt, to challenge the combat to trash talk. Anybody here tired of the trash talk of the enemy in your mind? Are you tired of the enemy coming in and telling you a bunch of junk about what's going on or what is potentially going on? Amen. Is the enemy telling you today to be discouraged about what is happening in our world? I'm encouraged about what is happening. I'm encouraged because people are going to come under conviction. Amen. That this is the end time. This may be the last day. You better get in the house of God. You better get in the ark of the Lord. Jesus is coming back. The signs of the time are coming. Let me just tell you, there's going to be standing those on the side of Hamas and all the terrorists. There will be nations that stand on their side and there will be nations that stand on Israel's side and where does the Bible say they will all wind up? They will all wind up in a place called Israel and it will be known as Armageddon. I'm telling you, I plan to be in the glory Realm of God. I plan to be on his side. Amen. Forty days and night, this armor covered tall giant shouts intimidating taunts, defiance against the God of Israel. He's got a scary voice. He's got a scary voice. Got a scary voice. Anybody ever heard of the old school? Old, or watch those old horror movies with the, the scary voices. I can't get that low. Amen. But it, it's about intimidation. You're watching that, you just hit the mute button, it's nothing. It's about the voice, it's about his taunting. But enters this young, young teenager called David. He's too young to even join the army, he's too young to fight. And he sent by his dad to bring cheese and bread to his brothers and the soldiers. David was not aware that he was coming to a battle. He was not fit for fighting according to the, the age limit, according to his statute. David comes upon the scene. He has no intention to fight. He is not coming there to fight, but he is willing. He hasn't been under the intimidation of the enemy long enough to lose heart. And David rose up in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for battle, there is a sound of battle, but there is no victory. There is a shout of war, but there is no overcoming. Perhaps some small skirmish had broke out, and they were doing some fighting, but the giant was still there. The Philistines was still there. Let me tell you, we ought to shout God and thank God for little victories. But what we're looking for is victory over the enemy in every area of our life and taking territory. It's about taking territory. It's not just about shouting on Sunday and then facing the same giant on Monday. It is about taking territory. It is about overcoming what is overcoming you. To him that overcometh, Revelation says, it's going to be a promise if you will overcome. I don't want just the sound of battle. I want victory in Jesus' name. David left the carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage. And he ran into the army and came and saluted his brothers. And as he talked with him, that booming voice began to cry out. Goliath began to cry out to find the armies of Israel. David, I can see him, and he said, what in the world is going on? Amen. David had never experienced anything like this before. The giant, the armor, his weapon, amen, his voice, his intimidation. David had never been that before. And so he's asking, what's going on? And one of the Israelite warriors says, haven't you seen this man? Have you not seen this man? When I was a young man, I worked in a music store in Marshall, Texas. And in one day walks a man that was so big. He just shot me by his size wearing denim blue overalls. He walks into the, the building and he is just huge. He shook my hand, introduced himself, and when they shook my hand, my hand disappeared in his hand. It was completely covered from one side, all around. And I, I found out who it was. His name was George Foreman. George Foreman was a huge man, towering, broad shoulders, big, just big. He, he and, and, and you know, big can be intimidating, big can be overpowering. Have you seen this man? Have you seen, if you've ever seen George Foreman, he's a big man. Have you ever seen that man? He's a big man. Have you ever seen Goliath? Let me tell you about Goliath. They begin to account what his armor looked like. They begin to talk about how big he was. They begin to talk about his weapons. They begin to talk about his name, his record. He is huge. Have you seen that man? Oh, and David all the while is just being overwhelmed by this. He's impressive. That old guy is impressive called Goliath. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man? He said, I don't care about what he is. I want to know what's going to happen when he gets knocked out. I want to know what happens when he died. I want to know what happens when you overcome. What is going to happen to this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David's first focus... He is saying, who's this chump? Who is this chump? Who is this bully? Who is this? He doesn't pay attention to the armor. He doesn't pay attention to the measurements. He says, who is this guy? It is time for the people of God to look at your enemy and say, who are you to defy? The Lord, who are you to keep hold of of my backslidden children? Who are you to keep hold of my promise and block my way? Who are you, O devil? You have been whipped from the garden to the end of Revelation. You have already been, because the Lord said he knows he has a short time, he's working. But we must know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, come on and praise him today. Here's the question of the hour. What do I get when I win? What do I get when I win? David said, tell me about the riches. Tell me how much. Whoo, God bless my twins. (laughs) Tell me about the riches. What are the dimensions of Michael? I want to know about her figure, not Goliath. Tell me about my family never ha- having to pay taxes. Is that me and my brothers, my mom and dad? How far does that? Tell me about that. Tell me about the blessings that i am gone after meeting, convincing King Saul that he could whip the dry up. Can you imagine that conversation? Here's a little teenager that's barely got out of puberty. His voice has just barely changed. Probably still cracking. And you've got to convince the king that he could beat the giant. David found five smooth stones that he took to battle to face the intimidator. He did not take a piece of armor. He didn't take, he was not impressing. Uh, uh, Matter of fact, he made made Goliath laugh at him. Amen. Uh, We find in verse 42, when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair complexion. You know what he done? He, he, he made him mad because how dare they bring out a, a little teenager to fight with him. No armor, no experience, amen. And the Philistines said to David, am I a dog? that you come to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear, and with a shield. You come to me with your impressive armor. You come to me with your impressive record. You come to me with your size. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have, fought, have to fight. It's time to tell the devil whose side you're on. It is time to tell the enemy, listen, you come to me with all your voices. You come to me with your babbling brew. You come to me with all of the antichrist spirit. Well, I come to you In the name that can crush them all, cast them all out. Amen. The name that is above every name, the name that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that He is Lord. Oh, whose side are you on today? I'm on the Lord's side. Then He said in verse 46 This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will. I will. Somebody say, I will. I will will smite thee. I will take thy head from thee. I will give uh, the carcass of the host of, of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air. I'm not only going to kill you and let the fowls eat you, we're going to take your whole army. We're going to cover everybody. Can you imagine what is going on in that gi- giant's head? He's seething. He's angry. Hell, hallelujah. He said, I'm going to feed you to the fowls of the air, the beast of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all the assembly." shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword not with spear for the battle is the Lord the battle is the Lord's but the reward is mine the battle is the Lord but the spoil is mine the battle is the Lord but the promise is mine come on I need the Lord to fight this battle and do what I cannot do I can see him as he's marching got that sling in his hand curling around, and he said, I just got to get through you to get to my riches. I'm going through you because I want, I want Saul's daughter. I'm going through you because I want my family never have to pay one ounce of tax ever. Man, that, that'd be worth fighting for, wouldn't it, brothers and sisters? I'm coming to you. Goliath, the champ, the middle man, the intimidator, was standing in David's path to his blessings. Verse 48, we pick up the story again. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. This is one bad dude. He's got him out by probably four or five feet. He's got him outsized, outmaneuvered, out-maneuvered, David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone. "...and slang it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon the earth." Now, that kind of armor that they wore, he had on a helmet, no doubt, that had just a small opening, about right here. And when David went down and he slung his sling, let me tell you, he was good. He was very good with his sling. He'd practice and he did practice, but it's when God got a hold of the rock and God GPS' that rock right to that one spot, that only one spot that the That the enemy was vulnerable. I want to tell you today, your prayer takes your stone and puts it in the vulnerable spot of the enemy. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. You need to realize you don't have to be special. You don't have to be a mighty prayer warrior. You just got to sling the stone in faith and God will send it to its target. God will send it to where it is needed. Hallelujah, because when the battle is over, we're going to wear a crown. When the battle is over, we're going to have a blessing like nothing we've ever seen before. When the battle is over, we're going to stomp on our enemy and declare victory in Jesus' name. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and he slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. He didn't want the enemy to come up at all. He didn't want to just knock him out. He wanted to make sure the deal was done. David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his own sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they did what? They did what? Overcome one area, you'll overcome in multiple areas. You overcome this, you can overcome other things in your life. How many of you experienced that in your world? Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. In verse 52, it says, The men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines. The next verse says that they took spoil from their tents, and David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. Anybody got some mementos of yesterday's victories? You got an armor sitting there in your own house that you can remember. I whipped that, I whipped that years ago. I overcome that years ago. Amen. You need to be encouraged today. The Goliath you slew yesterday, amen, is nothing to this next giant that comes up. The last of the giants in David's generation was slain by his armies and people that he trained. David said, I'll teach you how to kill Goliath so there's somebody else killing Goliath. The very least among them would go and kill the Goliaths that are the giants of the land. But my question to you this evening is, what are you going to get when the battle is over? Because that's what you got to focus on. Stop focusing on giant and Goliath and his sword, and how bad it is, and how impossible. I'm preaching to somebody today that's facing an impossibility, that's facing a mountain of uncertainty. Hey Amen. Don't look at the size, don't look at the armor, don't look at the impossibility, but look at the blessing on the other side. Look at God's promise on the other side. When the battle is over, when the battle is over, there's gonna be some shouting on the on the body. Of that Goliath that I slew. There's going to be a new voice coming out of the valley. It's going to be a voice of worship and praise. It's going to be a voice of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Devil, I want you to know you may fight right now. But I'm here to tell you there's a Holy Ghost driven stone that's headed your way. And I'm going to see the victory. I'm going to see the victory. Say it. I'm going to see the victory. I'm going to see the victory. I will not. Be defeated in Jesus' name. There is always opposition to us advancing. You will always face opposition. But know this, you've also been given a promise to go overcome. Matthew eleven twelve. 12, Jesus said from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent and the violent take it by force you got to go by force. Philippians 3 and 8, Paul said, Yea, doubtless I call all things that lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. That's the goal. What do you get when it's over? I get Christ. I get his word. I promise. I want to tell you the battle is great. The pressure is strong. Goliath is big. He is loaded down with incredible, impressive armor. He's got a record of a champion, and it looks like you you can't win against him. He's only got one vulnerable spot. But I got a God and a young man that was willing to go out and fight. Are you willing today? Stand with me, please. Are you willing to bring what you've got? You may feel like that you're not impressive, you may feel like that, that you don't have it all together. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Hallelujah. You may feel like that your faith is small and you can't do much. Welcome. Right. Welcome to the house of the Lord, full of people that are just people. Amen. But have a God that drives yeah. his, with his power, the stone. Yeah. He takes it to where the enemy is vulnerable. Yeah. Brother... Brother Gene Weiniger used to tell about what he thought happened. He said he thought that while Goliath was laughing at David, he flipped his head back up, that exposed that vulnerable place, and the stone hit him. I don't know if that's true or not, but like Brother Weiner could, he could tell a good story. But one thing I do know, if it did happen that way, David got the last laugh. Somebody needs to tell the enemy The Lord's people are going to get the last laugh They're gonna get the last laugh with the things that we'll overcome. Is anybody in the battle right now? Come to this this front if you're battling something come on come on if you're battling something in your body come You're battling something in your mind. You've got issues in your world relationship problems, whatever it be. Come on If you're battling if you're facing a battle would you come have you faced an intimidator? Have you faced the enemy that would try to destroy you and try to overcome you? Amen. Here today, we are going to declare we will overcome and when the battle is over, we're going to get our stuff. We're going to get our promise. We're going to get the blessing. We're going to get the promise of of great riches. We're going to get the promise of no taxes. our ministry.